following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, everyone. It is a great day. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And I had a blast last week with my executive producer, Dee Daniels, and audio engineer, A-Rod. We covered the top 2018 episodes, and we just had a lot of fun. We were laughing just had a great time. Today's episode is all about the heart is the emperor. It rules all. And my special guest is Dr. Roland McCready. And we will be talking about how the heart receives information first. The heart responds faster than the brain to outside stimulation. The heart generates the largest rhythmic electromagnetic signal in the body, global and social coherence, electrophysiology of intuition, and much more. And if you would like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Your business will get a lot of exposure because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And KFNX has the largest uh, signal in Phoenix, Arizona, and KFNX is terrestrial radio. If you'd like to learn more about me, I have two websites, uh, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do offer hair analysis packages to balance body chemistry naturally and to increase energy. And then my speaking website is kristenharperspeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. I am a health and wellness speaker. And also, I just wanted to mention, I was interviewed on the... Let's get tender podcast that will be live tomorrow. You can check it out at letsgettender.com. I was interviewed by Marlene Elizabeth, and that will go live tomorrow, January 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, Marlene interviewed me about the you know, limiting beliefs that can be stuck in the unconscious mind, which can interfere with health and financial success. You can check that out tomorrow. And I'm very excited about my special guest. He's been doing this for a long time, and he's very intelligent. And I've been wanting him on for a while, and I'm just thrilled that he's here. Uh, So let me go over his bio. Dr. Roland McCready, Ph.D., is the Global Coherence Initiative Monitoring System Project Coordinator and part of the GCI development team. McCready, who has been with the Institute of Heart Math since its creation in 1991 and is IHM's Executive Vice President and Director of Research. A psychophysiologist, Dr. McCready's research Interests include physiology of emotion with a focus on the mechanisms by which emotions influence cognitive processes, behavior, and health. A fellow of the American Institute of Stress, McCready is a member of the International Neurocardiology Network, American Autonomic Society, 
And he has research that has appeared in many journals, including the American Journal of Cardiology, Journal of the American College of Cardiology, Stress Medicine, and Biological Psychology. And the website is heartmath.org. It is an honor to have Dr. Roland McCready on my show. Hi, Kristen. It's great to be here. And how are you today? I'm doing great. Good. That's great. And you're located in California. Uh, Correct. It's technically called the Central Coast. We're kind of between San Jose, for those that know the area, and Santa Cruz and the uh, Santa Cruz Mountains. Okay. And you said it was raining there? It is raining, yes, yes, a lot here right now. Okay. Okay. I'm just uh, super happy to have you here. And... uh, So, Dr. McCready, would you let my listeners know more about the HeartMath Institute, especially for some individuals that have never heard of it before? I'm sure. Um, We're pretty broad in what we do. uh, The HeartMath Institute is a nonprofit uh, research and education um, organization, and we obviously do research, a lot of research around uh, specifically how the heart and brain communicate with each other and how that's uh, the heart's uh, more involved in uh, many processes than, uh, well, has been believed in more and more modern times, but uh, actually our, a lot of our research is validating a lot of the uh, concepts and ideas that uh, were very prevalent in psychology and, and the world uh, prior to the uh, 1940s you know, and 50s when the uh, Things shifted a little bit, and then now we're, they're starting to shift back to a more balanced perspective. And we also develop uh, many tools and techniques that help people um, better self-regulate, really stay in, uh, better self-manage their emotions and their thoughts and behaviors and so on, make better choices in life, stay composed in, in challenging situations. So our, our, in fact, I'm honored to say we developed the resilience program for the U.S. Navy. Uh, wow. We do a lot of work in, in law enforcement to helping uh, officers learn how they can maintain their composure when in, when in really stressful situations, things like that. We also have programs for schools from kindergarten all the way through college and uh, just a lot of, lot of uh, materials for just regular people who want to learn how to reduce stress in their life and might feel a lot of anxiety and overwhelm, um, ways that they can really help uh, get a, handle, a better handle on those things. Uh, just a, and it goes on from there, but uh, just to kind of give you a grounded kind of perspective on what we do. Yes, I think your organization does such wonderful work. Uh, so I would like you to talk about how the heart generates the largest rhythmic electromagnetic signal in the body. Okay, uh, we can jump right in with both feet onto that one. Okay, um, well, the... The heart, when it beats, you've got uh, trillions of cells in the heart that are all contracting at the same time, and they, there's, uh, every time a, uh, a cell contracts like that, it creates a current flow, and in this case, you've got many, many cells contracting at the same time, so those fields all add together, and we know from basic physics that whenever you have a flow of electrical current, that you create what's called a magnetic field. So a lot of people don't realize but an electric field and a magnetic field are very different things. And so when you, for example, when you go to the doctor and they put electrodes across your chest uh, to measure your electrocardiogram, as it's called, you're actually measuring current flow, electricity. And I mean, it's called the electrocardiogram because that's what we're measuring is the electrical output of the heart. And it's by far the largest source of rhythmic electrical energy, as you said in the introduction, in the, in the, in the well, animal, human, whatever body. So the magnetic component that's created, um, one of the things that's probably, I think where you're probably trying to get to here, uh, Kristen, is magnetic fields, one of the properties of them is they easily penetrate through things. And a good example of that, and this is the same kind of magnetic field we're talking about, uh, when you pull out your cell phone and make a cell call, uh, we know cell phones work indoors, right? I mean, we do it all the time. So the magnetic field is what goes through the walls and carries the information, you know, your, your voice or your text message, whatever, uh, to, from your phone to the cell tower. So what our, our work has shown that the, is the heart works the same way, that the magnetic field that generates easily irradiates external to the body. And how do I know that? Well, it's easy. We can measure it. 
uh, and that's with devices called magnetometers. So this isn't uh, uh, you know, what people would call an aura, that kind of thing. This is a very traditional uh, magnetic field that can be, be quite easily measured. Amazing. And I, I would love you to talk about the relationship between the heart and the brain. And uh, Dr. Roland McCready, I mean, he, there's, you can find him on the Internet. He's, he's everywhere as far as interviews. He's been in films, including the, the Living Matrix, which I watched, which is older, but it's a, it's a really good film. And, and Dr. McCready was in that film. And in that film, it just talked about the heart receives information first, and the heart responds faster than the brain to outside stimulation. Would you be able to elaborate more on this? Sure. Uh, you, you've said a lot there, a lot of different topics. The, uh, let, me, let me start just to kind of help kick, connect some dots here for, right. for your listeners, if that's okay, Kristen. Yes, of so course. So the, the, heart, the heart and brain are, are interconnected more closely and more uh, profoundly in a way than any other systems in, in the body. And it's through nerve pathways. I won't go into all the nerves, but um, many, many thousands of nerve fibers that connect the heart and brain. And the heart actually sends more information to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. Now, that may sound like a startling new discovery or something, but, but it's actually not. This is basic anatomy, and it's been known since the late 1800s. Uh, just largely ignored and forgotten in more recent times. Uh, but they're, uh, in the quality of the neural signals that the heart sends upstairs to our brain profoundly affects brain function. So the brain really can't work well unless the heart's uh, in a, 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 the right state, let's put it that way. And we know that our emotions, what we feel, for example, if we're feeling frustrated or impatient or angry, create a heart rhythm that's very kind of chaotic looking. And that basically interferes with good brain function. So we can't think clearly. It's when we tend to, uh, it's the physiology of why when we get angry at somebody or upset that we often say something that we regret later. Uh, we kind of blurt the thing out and uh, we go, oh my God, where was my brain? I can't believe I said that. So this, we really started to understand the physiology of how the heart and brain play, to, play together in this way um, and, and why people associate um, emotions like love and appreciation and kindness with the heart. There's a very good reason for that because when we're actually feeling those kinds of emotions, the heart beats out a very different message and a very different rhythm. And those are the signals that go to the brain and really facilitate brain function and mental function. So we have better memory, uh, can kind of recall our phone numbers. We're trying to you know, remember better all these types of things. And this has all been quite Science, this is all hundreds of studies have proven everything that I'm, I'm sharing here and just trying to make it simple. Now, you asked about intuition is really the, the topic about how the heart knows before the brain. And that's true in some cases. But uh, for me to delve into intuition, I really need to, I think, set the stage here that there are several different types of intuition. And the first is called implicit knowledge or implicit learning. And that really has to do more with the brain itself. And this is where we've learned something and forgot we learned it or didn't know we learned it, but it's stored away in our subconscious memories. And when we encounter a problem or something in the day-to-day life, that the brain is doing pattern matching to those things that we'd forgotten or didn't know we learned and trying to find a solution. And uh, so there's many examples of this, but one would be, you know, you encounter a problem and you can't figure it out and you finally give up and forget about it. And then maybe a day or two later when you're in the shower or driving your car, just totally not thinking about it, you get the insight, the aha, that intuition about how to solve the problem or where to go to get an answer. So that's uh, a type of intuition that's studied a lot, uh, especially in like, academic circles and things because it's really safe you know, because it's all about the brain. Then there's another type of intuition that I call energetic sensitivity, energetic sensitivity. And that's our brain, our, really our nervous system's ability to detect and sense uh, real measurable signals in the environment. So things like empathy, you know, some of those sayings in our language, like you walk into a room and you could just feel the tension. It was so thick you could cut it with a knife, right? These mm-hmm. types of things. Or you might feel like somebody's staring at you and you, you look around and sure enough, somebody's staring at you. In fact, you've been studies that have, that have proven that, that type of sense. That's what I mean by energetic sensitivity. 
And then the third type, which is what you're asking about, we call non-local intuition. Now these, uh, Kristen, are the intuitions that you can't explain away from the other two types. Something that happens in the future or at great distances. Yeah, like the mother who knows that their child is up to uh, no good or you know, doing something they shouldn't be doing or in harm's way, and they might be on the other side of town or even on the other side of the planet. And when I ask most audiences, the mothers in the room, they've all had, most of all of them have had that kind of experience. You know, where the kids say, yeah, I, the, she always knows when I'm, you know, doing something I shouldn't be. These types of things. Or, or something about the future. These type of intuitions. And as it turns out, we, there are very rigorous scientific protocols that have been developed. We, we largely were involved in a lot of that. That allow us to, to do very rigorous science about this where we're basically measuring the activity of the heart, the brain, the body, and, and all these things, and allows us to trace the flow, the timing and the flow of the information through our, our nervous system uh, on these type of intuitive signals. I won't go into the details, because I think that would be a bit probably boring for people, but, but basically what the result of the, these studies, which have been confirmed now many, in a number of different labs as well, is basically that for the, a lot, these types of non-local intuitions, the heart actually does get the signal wherever it comes from, and that's a whole other topic. But it's heart first, and then the heart sends a measurably different signal up through those nerves I was talking about earlier to the brain. The brain gets it, and then you see a brain response and then a body response, which we then feel in the body, like the gut feeling or the hair on the back of the neck stands up, you know, the, the, the body feelings. So if we're paying attention to the to our, our, especially our heart and body, then we, we have the, the, that pre-signal that alerts us that something you know, dangerous might be happening or it's probably a bad choice we're getting ready to make. But the real flow of information actually is literally heart, brain, body. Uh, so in terms of the non-local intuition, the heart is the, the, the organ that seems to, get, to be tuned into that information first. And just to go on a little bit here, if you don't mind, the way I first got that published, this is back in the the 1990s, now late 90s, was in scientific journals, you know, peer-reviewed scientific journals, was to put it in, in the terms that the heart appears to have access to a field of information that is not uh, outside the boundaries of time and space. And at that time, that was perfectly acceptable language for scientific journals, because in quantum physics, things like this, the uh, experiments had proven without a shadow of a doubt that uh, there's things like non-locality exist and entanglement, it's called, where, uh, where you could see these, these things uh, happening, uh, instantaneous communication. Uh, but before, but this is, but at that time, that was only supposed to be at the subatomic level, you know, photons and uh, electrons and so on. And now since then, that's been shown to be not true, that the, these same type of effects happen with, you know, large scale, larger scale systems, you know, um, whole groups of atoms and large, large macroscopic scale systems. So we were just showing it in physiology long before the quantum physics community caught up to, uh, to prove it in other systems. So I rambled on a lot there. I hope that answers your question, though. I'm really happy that you got into detail about the intuition because I just find it really fascinating. And um, as far as if my listeners want to check out your research, where can they go for that? Because I did notice... One study of yours in PubMed would that be the place to go for your research? Well, well, well no, there... probably the best. Pub PubMed is just an indexing of, of scientific articles. Okay. Um, the the place to, the easiest place to go without driving yourself crazy uh, is actually to our website, which is heartmath.org. Okay. And on the website, there, there's a tab. It's called research, okay. and then uh, under that tab is library. And there's hundreds of papers there, and, and they're actually organized by category. So if you're interested in intuition and, and uh, you know, these types of things, there's a whole category of those kind of publications and papers. And then there's uh, you know, other uh, categories like effects on education, getting better test scores, things like that, or health effects, lowering your blood pressure, and get, or getting better hormonal balance, these, these types of things. Are, so that's, that would be the easiest way for people to, to, to learn more. Okay, perfect. And I just wanted to mention before we go to a short break here, that that last intuition that you mentioned, I've had this for so many years, where I can uh, predict my future, I get like these future flashes, and I've been having those for a really long time, like many years. 
And I just, I think it was just the other day I had another future flash, just like a couple days ago. Uh, so right now we need to go to a short break. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on CampNX. And today's episode is all about the heart with Dr. Roland McCready. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K R I S T E N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And today's episode is all about the heart is the emperor it rules all with dr roland mccrady so um i would like to uh, get into uh talking about your recent research on global and social coherence okay be able to talk about this oh absolutely um so those are, those are two different topics, but interrelated. So before the break, I'll, I'll cover a little bit of the social coherence first, and then uh, okay. the global, which I think okay. you, you're probably more uh, interested in. But the one aspect of and by, by coherence, but well, let me just talk a little bit about what that means, because that that could be a, a word probably a lot of people have heard, but don't really know what means. Right. Um, so in the dictionary, if you look up coherence, the de- definition, first definition is usually along the lines of uh, somebody's speech. You know, am I putting, hopefully I'm being able to communicate coherently today and you and I and put our sentences together in a way that makes sense. So it's a coherent statement. And if we had had a little bit, or if I'd had a few too many drinks, I'd be kind of uttering nonsense. You would call me, what, incoherent, right? Um, so it, it, that's... In physics, it, it's similar, but it, what it means is that things fit together logically and in a way that the whole is bigger than the sum of the parts. 
So it always means that things are connected and communicate all the subparts within a system, like in our body, are communicating well, and that, that a system is, is well organized, operating together, all the parts harmoniously and energy efficiently. So that's just to kind of give a, a, a little bit of an idea of what we mean by that. So when we talk about social coherence, we're really talking about harmonious relationships within families, um, work teams, communities, uh, ultimately states, countries, and so on. How well do we get along with each other? And what, what blocks good communication and, and, and cooperation and collaboration? Uh, so I won't go into a lot of that, but that's what a lot of our research is. But one element of it that I think you'd be interested in is and where a lot of stress comes into our relationships is the energetic communication that goes on between people. So we talked earlier about how the heart, when it beats, it, radi- it generates a magnetic field, which we can measure, that radiates external to the body. And with today's equipment, we can measure the field of the heart, that the magnetic field about three feet away from the body. And with the same instruments, you can measure a brainwave about an inch away. So it really helps you see how the heart's the big player when we're talking energetic and, and uh, type things. And we're able to do analysis of these fields that the heart radiates and actually tell with about 75% accuracy is our current uh, uh, accuracy of a person's emotional state, what they're actually feeling inside. So the point of all this is that we, uh, our emotions, what we're feeling, aren't, don't just stay inside of us no matter what face we're putting on. They literally radiate external. And we've also proven that other people's nervous systems detect those fields and that they have measurable effects on other people. So... When we're in, uh, one of the things that happens in communication a lot is somebody might be saying one thing that might be saying something very positive, but they might be emotionally upset. It could be about something else and has nothing to do with what you're communicating about, but people feel that. They detect that, even if it's unconscious, and it creates a mixed message, uh, a signal, you know, mismatch. So people often walk away confused, or and a lot of times, and I've seen this happen so many times, that people are, are really reading the information in the field and actually take that as what you actually said. It's really intriguing when you really watch this happen. So this is one of the huge things that happens in terms of people, the stress in people's lives and their relationships, or these mixed messages that are going on. Now, if I if I can just jump to the global for a minute. Um, what we're, our research here is about is really the interconnectedness between humanity, really all people on the earth, uh, with each other and with the earth itself. And now I've got to go into another type of magnetic field here for this to make sense. So the earth, we, most people know that the earth has what's called a geomagnetic field. You know, the North Pole, the South Pole, that's what our compasses tune into. So this is a, a giant magnetic field. And it's a pure magnetic field, very much like a magnet you would stick on your refrigerator. And it extends out into space many, 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 well, hundreds of thousands of miles. And thank God, because it's a protective shield around Earth that keeps the solar wind and a lot of uh, harmful radiations and things from entering Earth. So without the, the magnetic field, Earth would be like Mars very quickly. The atmosphere would be blown away and the water and, and everything, and it would just be a, a very dry barren planet but the field well, let me let me let's time travel back into to uh, high school or junior high whatever it was for for people and most people got to do the experiment where you dump some iron filings on a glass plate in science class and then you put a magnet under it and you kind of tap it a little bit and the iron filings all magically move and line up to show you the shape of the of the magnetic field around that magnet and if you remember, I think most people got to do that, that those iron filings, they line up in lines, right? It wasn't this kind of uh, black blob showing you the field, but very specific lines. So those are real things, and those are called magnetic field lines. Now, the reason I'm explaining this and the reason why this is relevant is the magnetic field of the Earth is the same way. Now, these field lines literally act like guitar strings, and when we pluck a string on a guitar or any stringed instrument, it vibrates, right? And it has a note or a frequency. So that's happening with Earth. And what's plucking the field lines, the strings of Earth, is what's called the solar wind. This is the, the par- high-energy particles streaming out of the sun 
that are rushing by the earth at a million miles per hour and the earth is turning in, inside of that field and the sun's rotating and anyway the, the this interaction between the solar wind and the earth's magnetic field causes the field lines to vibrate to oscillate and uh, that's technically called field line resonances not that people care but that's the term for it now what's really fascinating here is that the one of the primary frequencies of earth of these field line resonances is exactly the same as the human heart rhythm when we're in that coherent state i was talking about when we're really feeling good so the basically our hearts are vibrating oscillating at the same rhythm as the field as the vibration of the earth and the reason that's important is if you also think back to science class around that same time period, probably most people got to play with tuning forks. And if you tap on one tuning fork and you have another tuning fork tuned to the same frequency, it will start vibrating with it without ever touching it. And that's just a fun way of demonstrating the, the principle of resonance. I think a lot of people learned about resonance. But what that is showing you is that when two systems have the same frequency, energy and information can be transferred between them. And as it turns out with magnetic fields, it works exactly the same way. You just don't need the air molecules to uh, carry the energy like you do with the tuning forks between the two of them. In fact, I, I like cell phone analogies because we all have them. If you think about it, Kristen, right now where you're sitting in your studio there, there's probably hundreds if not thousands of cell phone conversations going on in the space around you. And, you know, and all the blocks and, and those magnetic fields carrying that information are all there in your room right with you. And how does your phone know which one to get, to, to tap into? Uh, in fact, I used to be a, uh, an engineer at Motorola many years ago, so I'm actually a communications engineer before I became a, a psychophysiologist, so something I know a little bit about. But basically what you do is you tune the receiver and, and your phone to the, the right frequency of the information you want, and you instantly transfer the information from the air, from the magnetic fields around you into the, into the phone, and, have, and, and you can have your, your conversation. So... Just a kind of a common everyday experience of, of how we use resonance to, to in our devices all the time. But what I'm suggesting here and, and saying is that we're the same frequency as Earth, so we're able to actually transfer ener- energy and information back and forth at a global level this way. Hope I'm making sense here and not getting too complicated. Uh, so to, to do some research around this, we've installed magneto- these ultra-sensitive magnetometers around the Earth that are detecting the Earth's fields and have been doing long-term studies of people who wear devices that record their electrocardiogram, their heartbeats, over uh, weeks and months at a time, many months in some cases. And what we're finding is a phenomenal, almost unbelievable, I would never have predicted this, how synchronized we are as humans to the Earth itself, to the rhythms of the Earth. So in a way, you know, people, I, I hear people all the time talking about on some level we're all, we're all interconnected. But what this feature is, is, t- is taking on some level out of that equation and showing, no, we literally really are uh, interconnected at a very deep and fundamental level. Uh, so in other words, people's hearts are, heart rhythms are often synchronized globally because of we're synchronized to the earth. And it, it helps enable that non-local intuition I was talking about because we're operating at the same frequency. I said a lot there. I'll, I'll pause no, and let you... Uh... I, I'm, I'm so glad that you just uh, continue on because this information is just so fascinating to me. And I'm de- I definitely plan to uh, go to the website too to just spend time like reviewing the research. And uh, so uh, what I wanted to uh, uh, find out from you, because I'm really interested in what you've been talking about, that we're all connected. I totally believe in that just because I went through a, a spiritual experience at the end of last year, so I know that to be true. And I, I've had this intuition for many years. And something else that really fascinates me that I wanted to uh, talk to you about is I, I have a lot of interest in, you know, the chakras, the aura, and Dr. McCready, I've actually... I've been able to fill my chakras for many years. I can still fill them today, and mm-hmm. I just sure. wanted to. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to um, get information from you. I don't know if you have done any research on this or have any information out there, but you know, like individuals that have uh, chakra blockages, especially with the heart, like a heart chakra blockage. 
I don't know if you guys have ever done any research on that and how that can affect a, a person's health. Well, um, yeah, I'm very familiar with chakras and, and the, the, the uh, concepts and ideas behind them. And that's probably a longer discussion than we have time for today, but let's just say that we really can't measure chakras uh, in the lab like we can magnetic fields, which is kind of why I, I talk more about that. But you remember in the earlier segment I was talking about the intuition research and how the heart gets the information first. And as I said in the first journal publications, how it appears that the heart is connected to a field of information beyond the boundaries of time and space, right? Yes. So that was really code, scientific jargon in a way for what I really believe and what we're really seeing here at HeartMath. And so what, if you think about, well, what the heck is a field of information outside the boundaries of time and space anyway? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's what I think for eons has been called the spiritual heart or the energetic heart. In fact, this is the central core of a person that used to work here at the HeartMath Institute was a, a man that actually had three PhDs, you know, was a professor at UCLA and, and then came to work here. Uh, and he had studied all the religions of the world you know, from an academic perspective. And he's very clear. He said the central theme of any, of all the great world's, world's great religions um, and, and spirituality teachings is that the heart is the access point to our higher self, to our higher wisdom, to that energetic part of ourself. And we can talk about how physicists talk about it, like David Bohm talked about it, the implicate order and that these types of things. And these are all, actually, we're all friends of mine. Um, so basically what I'm really saying here is that the heart, and it really is in the heart chakra, we can say here, but the, but the heart in the energetic part of the heart is that transition point to whatever you want to call it, whatever culture you're from, your spirit, your soul, higher self, larger self. Here at HeartMath, we just call it our large, large, large self to take religion out of, the, out of it because we mean this literally, that there really is a part of us that we can't put under microscopes. You know, like a, like a thought or an emotion or an intuition. Uh, nobody can put those under a microscope, but nobody can deny they exist, you know, because to think they don't exist, right there you are thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the more subjective part. So um, the heart chakra is, is from the, if you want to talk about chakras, really would be by far the most important in terms of health because it's that part that connects us with that uh, you know, the, the larger part of ourselves that really runs the show, if you will. Um, hope I'm making some sense here. Um, oh, yes, absolutely. So, so they're, all, they're all energy centers. And another friend of mine, colleague, has done some work to show that you know, what, we, what we would call the chakras, we, we literally absorb energy. And this is where some of our research also comes into play. Uh, this is a lot of work we published, actually, in, in some pretty high-level journals last year. That it appears that we actually literally absorb energy. We are pulling energy in and using that for maintenance of health and maybe even some spiritual development would be kind of hinted at here from the magnetic fields of the earth. But also, not just that, but also from cosmic rays and actually some of the solar radiations actually act as energy sources as well. And that when we're operating in a more coherent Rhythm. In other words, we're able to take responsibility for our own, you know, attitudes, emotions, behaviors, and and not be angry so much and impatient, and, and really become more uh, attitudes that are more kind and compassionate and caring, you know, towards ourselves and others. That that takes our physiology into a, these more coherent rhythms, which literally align us more to be resonant with these other energy sources. Uh, which is why I think there's a multitude of studies, as I, I'm sure you know about from the name of your show, that, that show that when we're angry a lot and these types of things, that, that has pretty negative health consequences. And on the other hand, if we have a positive outlook, you know, we're kind to people, appreciate life and, and other people, that we live longer, have healthier, uh, happier lives. I mean, there's tons of research around this. So some of this fundamental research that we're doing, I think, is really helping to explain why that's true. Hope yes. I make sense here. Yes, I'm really enjoying this episode, and I encourage uh, my listeners to 
uh, go to the website as well and just uh, do research, you know, study the research that is there. And so right now we need to go to one more break. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And today's episode is all about the heart with Dr. McCready. Please stay tuned and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. And today is all about the heart is the emperor. It rules all with Dr. McCready. And I would just love to ask you, I know that you're an author, and I just wanted to uh, find out if you could, um, like where my listeners could uh, purchase your books and if you could talk perhaps about one or more. Uh, Sure. Let Let me tell you, I think, three of them that would be okay. probably most relevant to your listeners. Um, okay. The one that has a lot of practical tips, tools, techniques, not a lot of science, but just a little bit in, in a very simple way, but really gets down to how do I navigate life with more ease, you know, and, and really have a lot of less stress and so on. And that's uh, called Heart Intelligence. And there's a couple of other authors with me on that book, but Heart Intelligence and you can get that from our website or from Amazon, wherever you want. 
Um, so heart intelligence would be a, a great recommendation for a wide majority of people. And if you have um, kids or teenagers, um, another one of my favorite books actually is called Transforming Stress for Teens. And it's also a great book for adults as well. Again, really not a lot of sciencey stuff, uh, some, but, but really kind of grounded in very practical tips, tools, and techniques and things that you can do to, to reduce stress in life. And then uh, the third one that I would, would suggest for people who want to know more about the science, and it's written at a level kind of like Scientific American would be. It's not the really heavy-duty you know, uh, statistics and this and that, but, uh, but, but also a, you know, science language is actually called Science of the Heart. Uh, and that's on our website as well as the best place to get that one. And that's as an, you can get that in hard copy or as an e-book. Um, so that would be Science of the Heart, Volume 2, actually, um, would be if, if you're interested in the science. It's got a lot of chapters in it. That, um, as the science and like in education and in, your, in business, but the heart-brain communication. There's a chapter on intuition in there as well that we talked about, um, things like that. Yes, I definitely plan to uh, get your books for sure. Um, and so uh, before we end the show here, uh, during break, we just talked about heart coherence. Would you be able to talk more about this? And then sure. um, I think that'd be a, a good place to, you know, really end the show. Um, no, I'd be happy to. And I, th- I think it's a really good uh, topic that could, would really benefit a lot of, of your listeners because uh, to really say it simple, what, what I'm saying is the heart, the rhythms of the heart really reflect what's going on in the brain and our emotions and, and uh, also reach out and affect other people, as, as I've been talking about. So it's a kind of a good thing to understand more about and to kind of monitor how we're doing inside, how much stress we have and so on. So we've developed a number of uh, inexpensive devices that allow people uh, to actually monitor and measure their heart rhythms in real time. And these are simple little devices. Uh, uh, Inner Balance is one that, that works with your smartphones. So sensor, that little clip, you just clip on your earlobe, and it measures your pulse uh, and your heart rate variability. It's called the rhythms of the heart. And it lets you see it in real time. And then the, the software on the phone is analyzing the rhythm and telling you how coherent it, it is or not. And then there, uh, you practice some of the, the simple techniques uh, like heart-focused breathing would be one, um, freeze-frame, number of techniques that you can get in the books that I uh, mentioned that you can practice while using the device, and then, then that gives you the feedback. Am I really making that shift into, into the coherent state, into the optimal state? There's uh, over 400 studies now, mostly independent, have been inspired by our research where people have shown that learning how to shift into this coherent state has a wide range of benefits uh, on both health and, and uh, happiness and uh, academic performance. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, so lowers, you know, significantly helps lower blood pressure, for example, um, better hormonal balance. But really, it, it's uh, the using these devices teaches you how to make that shift, or helps you see it when you're making this uh, the shift to coherent successfully. And by practicing that and knowing what that feels like and how to do it. Our, our focus is really on being able to make that shift out of stress into you know, more flow in the moment as we're going through daily life. It's when we're in the traffic jams of life, or literally a traffic jam, which is where a lot of people lose a lot of energy, uh, you know, getting angry and frustrated and impatient, which, of course, isn't going to make the traffic move any faster. All it does is deplete us uh, and, and age us faster. So these are techniques that you use right in the moment. So this isn't about, you know, at the end of the day going home and uh, meditating, you know, to try and recoup some energy. It's about saving the energy in real time. Uh, So that would be something I would would highly recommend uh, people take a look at. They're they're, they're fairly fairly inexpensive. Uh, So inner balance is the one for smartphones. And then there's more professional devices for healthcare professionals and and so on uh, as well uh, called M-Wave that uh, some people might be interested in uh, as well. Um, and then just the other th- thing I would um, kind of like to leave people with, I talked a little bit earlier in the last segment about how we're all, what goes on inside of us reaches outside in, 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 in this is really communicated by the uh, magnetic fields of the heart that we can measure. And, and that, that really does affect other people in a measurable way. 
So what I invite uh, listeners to do is to maybe take a pause throughout the day, a few pauses each day for, and just kind of tune in, do kind of a, an inner check. Uh, we call it spot check and say, well, what, what am I feeding the field? What am I, in my personal field environment, am I really feeding the field frustration, anxiety, overwhelm, so I didn't get my to-do list done? Or am I, am I feeding the field more um, care, compassion, appreciation, kindness? Because uh, that's really what we have to do in, t- in today's stressed out world is really start being more responsible for what we are, fe- with the kind of what our emotional diet is and what we're feeding the field and how that affects others and ultimately the planet itself. Yes, uh, stress is a, a big problem. There's just a lot of individuals that have stress in their lives and I just really enjoyed this episode I just felt it was very fascinating and I just uh, thank you so much for coming on my show today and I just appreciate all the work you're doing to help humanity well, appreciate you saying that thank you so much and I wish you my best okay okay and then Listeners, this is uh, Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel. And make sure you tune in next week on Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. We have some amazing guests coming on in the future. I know you'll be very excited about, and I really enjoy this episode with Dr. McCready. And uh, just some... I. Do you plan in the future just to give more health and wellness tips at each uh, episode and uh, to, you know, make sure you're going to bed before nine o'clock, getting plenty of sleep at night, uh, staying away from sugar, eating your organic vegetables, reducing your electromagnetic exposure, radiation, uh, gentle exercise, um, you know, doing meditation, uh, drinking spring water. And uh, you can uh, get more information on my website as well, uh, which is at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do have ebooks there. And um, if you do use uh, cell phones, to make sure you uh, keep them on a speakerphone away from you. And there's also headsets out there, including the Bluetooth. And I just wanted to mention that I would love for you to give me feedback. So please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at KristenHarperSpeaks.com and let me know what health and wellness topics you would like to hear in the in the future. My show is very different. It's opposite of mainstream, so you're going to hear health and wellness topics that you normally don't hear on mainstream uh, programs. So my show is very different, and also I always want to reveal the truth to everyone. It's all about the truth. So thanks for tuning in, and many blessings. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week. 